0: Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit Renown Talent R-E-N-O-W-N, Talent.com and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. Created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacey Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year. Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period. Hundreds of coding scenarios and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information. And use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx. And use our promo code G-E-E-K 10 for special pricing. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to Not to Not Elsewhere. Not elsewhere. Elsewhere Elsewhere. Elsewhere. classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Elcer Classified Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Over 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast with their Apple iPhone. So please pick up your Apple device, go to Apple Podcasts, and please leave our show a five-star rating and review so our show can get noticed. You could find the Not Ulcer Classified Podcast on social media, including Facebook and Instagram. You could find Medical Coding Geek on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and now TikTok. You could check out Medical Coding Geek on our YouTube channel. Most recently, I talk about my experience in creating a virtual study group. And you also see my day-to-day routines through the vlog format. You can check out our Facebook groups by going to medicalcodinggeek.com slash services. And while you're there, if you need a speaker or would like to sponsor our podcast or YouTube channel to promote your brand or service, please feel free to reach out to us. And of course, you can find me, Brian Cui. My last name is spelled C-U-I on LinkedIn. So today in the podcast... We continue our conversation with Sabita Ramirez. So in part two of our conversation, we talk about how Sabita transitioned from CDI and acquired medical coding, became an assistant director. Uh, We also talk about how she transitioned into being an HIM director. We also talk about having fun while you're working. We talk about the difference between for-profit and non-profit in HIM. She talks about her experience in getting involved in other projects outside of HIM. And lastly, I turn the tables around and give her mentoring and advice, because early on in my career, she was the one giving me the mentoring and advice. So without further ado, here is part two of my conversation with Sabita Ramirez. Enjoy. So yeah. I think also when we when we worked when they saw us in CDI, they thought like these guys are just having fun, you know? <laughs> I know. It's
1: true. They, they they don't know. We were tracking how many cases you were doing. We were tracking if the physicians responded, yeah. uh what was the query rate, mm-hmm. you know, um response rate. Remember all those things we yeah, had to track. Yeah. Right. Um so and and you're right. It always appeared that we were having fun, but yeah. that's what you wanna you want in your in your career.
0: Yeah,
1: in, in your job. I know when I was traveling, I never felt like I was working. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was on vacation.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it was it was the best thing ever. Uh, every job I went to, I didn't I didn't feel like. Um, when I lived uh, after I left, I lived in um, Toronto for a little bit. Did you? Uh, for Did about two years. Yeah, So mm-hmm. we got married and and driving to all these different. I worked in Buffalo. Mm. Uh, I had to drive to Buffalo. So it's, seeing all these different places has always been like, you know, you, you see all the characteristics and all the difference in people and, and and the, and there was this, there mm. was the, you know, knocking of heads and stuff. And I think once the common goal, once everybody realized what the common goal was and uh, we wanted everybody just to be uh, on, on the same page and we're not here to, to criticize or, or anything like that. Mm. I think that's the, that's the key—is just to provide feedback.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let them know how they're doing. Look, this is what yeah. you're. This but is do you what remember when I
1: left that day, my my last day?
0: Everybody was sad. We, <laughs> everybody
1: was... <laughs> Don't leave, Sabina. <laughs> do
0: you remember you posted it on
1: Facebook, yeah. right?
0: With everybody... our. So. I have to look be... back, but I'm like, and I told you this. I was depressed, man. I'm like, yo, this is she's leaving. Who, who do I, you know? <laughs> Like now, now the the age discrepancy has kind of shifted. And so, like, (laughs) you know, I have a different person to deal with. Um, But yeah, but uh, going back, right. Going back. uh, I remember you. This was before they went remote or they were in the process of going remote. Right. They were still working there. Remember? Yes.
1: The coders. Yes. They had not been. You're correct. Yes. Um, they were still on site. Yeah. Right.
0: And this is so they were on site. And I remember you. This is when I had my youngest. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they were they got all their equipment. They got their laptops. They were supposed to sign in a, a VPN, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. Um, and then I think they came to you. They were like, look, Brian. Uh, I'm sorry. Look, Sabita, we don't know how to, to set this all up. And you just sent me <laughs> You sent me over. You sent me to a couple of houses. What did I just
1: tell you before we were talking? You are my tech guy.
0: <laughs> I remember uh, going to their houses.
1: Uh, yes, you did go to their. That's right. I forgot setting, about
0: that. I, I, I went with. Uh, yeah, I, I set up all their, their, their screens. Um, this was before double screens. Remember they used to do yeah. one? Yeah. And then when they went to double screens or like it was like night and day. And I. Uh, I remember used to tinkering around the department and taking other monitors and putting them together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if you knew that. IT IT wasn't happy with that because, you know, everything required a ticket. So I did it Mm -hmm. without the ticket. I'm like, look, I'll just put it all (laughs) together. Uh, There you go. And uh, it's all fixed now. Um, But, yeah, we we did that all remote. Gosh, it was such a process. Uh, I know, remember, I remember one of them, Joanne. I went to her house and um, for doing all of that, she gave me because she cooks on sundays i don't know yes. if you ever told that she she does. She, do, yeah. she does a barbecue on sundays and i think it was just it just happened that barbecue either early on the week and before i left she says brian sit down i'm like okay and then she started pulling out these these containers containers of food and her <laughs> husband was laying in the couch and uh, she started pulling all this food and she's like here take this here take this here and take yeah. this and one of them was um Was mac and cheese I'm like wait a second So I opened this up And I'm like what is this Oh, this is baked macaroni and cheese. I'm like, you bake macaroni and cheese? I the yes. only way that I was ever introduced with macaroni <laughs> cheese is the one in the box. You know, yeah. you boil it and you the put the powder down. mix. I never knew you could, you know, get authentic with it, you know, with the with the cheese and then, then bake it all. I'm like, You're kidding me, right? So I took it home, I told my wife about it, and just because of Joanne, my 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 macaroni and cheese game is on point right now. So <laughs> <laughs> without her I yeah. wouldn't have known that. Uh, she's amazing because yeah. she's
1: retired you know she that. Finished, right she retired. And I still talk today. Do yeah. you? Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness.
0: that's good. That's really good. Um, yeah. Speaking of the coders, I remember again, I, I was going back. Uh, we were rolling with the program and then you acquired the inpatient and the outpatient, right Just the whole entire coding department.
1: full type right.
0: And I know you you wanted uh, you were you were outsourcing inpatient and out, I think also outpatient. But then you needed mm-hmm. more people in, in, yep. the, in the role. And remember, I always say this, you, you, you had a department meeting or whatever, a CDI meeting, and then the one, of the part, one of the things in your agenda was, I need help. I need uh, somebody, who, somebody from CDI to do inpatient coding who's willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you asked that, I looked around, I'm like, nobody's raising their hand. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Nobody's raising their hand. Nobody wants to do it. Like, wait, why not? What's wrong with that? And so I guess in my mind was, look, I'm still learning this coding thing. I might as well take advantage of it because if I don't take advantage of it now, I'm still going to struggle as a CDI. Right. Yeah. So I want like, OK, I'll do it. <laughs> and then remember you paired me up with Sue. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the process was she would look over every, every chart. That I do, and she would do her work as well, right? Mm -hmm. So she would do her work, then she would look over my work, and she says, "Brian, look, you, you, you know, and everything, you know, inpatient, outpatient." I'm sorry, inpatient, but the one that really got that I really picked up was the OB, OB and newborn. Mm -hmm. And so, were we
1: doing um, POAs back then?
0: Yes, I think we we just when I came in, I think we were also beginning to train on present on admission indicators. Yeah. And so I everything that I came into was was everything just and also I think the MSDRG system too. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so CCs MCCs POAs uh, mm-hmm. just thrown into that and then inpatient, um, and I do a presentation on this. I tell this. I tell this story. You know of how you you I raise my hand. I'm like okay. And then one of the things that I saw was like gosh, inpatients do inpatient coders do so much more work they do. than CDI right it's more yeah. of the the entry stuff and I'm like this is ridiculous so yeah. um she she went through every chart she I I, I, I I could tell people like like for like where I work now um people are very I guess they're they're not strong in OBGYN. but I said I am <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because I know every ins and outs of of the guidelines I know like for a guy it's weird because but 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 with my exposure, uh, that was one of the things that I kinda excelled in. I got it. I I understood yeah. it, you know. Um but anyways, uh, I think because of that it when I when you took me back out, or no wait, 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 wait. I was in, right? I was mm-hmm. in it, then you made me do outpatient ancillary radiologies labs with, with Marsha.
1: Yes. Marsha, <laughs> yeah. <Marcia>. yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh oh boy, that was a process too. Like so the the problem with me was it was so many hats. I always explaining yeah. the hats. Yeah,
1: well, it's hard to go from in to out too with all the different guidelines.
0: Yeah, that was you that know, was it. Years. And I think when you had left, then they're like, okay, put them back to CDI. But when I came back to CDI, I had a full appreciation of of what coding was. Oh, you know, right? So you like with um, with the inpatient coding. I was exposed to everything, all the stuff that CDIs didn't do, right? Mm-hmm. The psych cases, the newborns, the OB, the pediatric even, um, really extensive trauma cases because we were a level one trauma, um, mm-hmm. more extensive cases than than the regular Medicare and insurance population because we got the Medicaid, right? right? So those are the things that I looked at. I'm like, okay. And I think it helped with the, when I looked at a case, I knew what to expect. Because I've seen those type of cases, because they're because you know with, with insurance and I think for for third party insurances that, which we kind of got into, it, it had a different um, case mix. Yeah. Versus. But see, we did all
1: the different. We did a lot of them over there. Different, not just Medicare, right? Yeah. Uh, many facilities I've been at, they don't. They only do Medicare. They mm. only do DRG payers. Yeah. So uh, doing all the other all the other um, payers that are you know contract Mm. it's 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 very helpful you see a whole wide range rather than just working on DRG pairs
0: you know yeah so we did CDI together and then from there you Mm. left and then what happened from there
1: from there I was a I became an HM director
0: Mm. you've always wanted to be an HM director right
1: I did I did. I remember um, when we talked
0: about it, he was like, I want to be an H.I.M. director. I'm like, OK, let's see it happen. And I did it. Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's funny you mentioned it. I just said I wanted to do it, but I didn't I didn't know it was going to happen. Well, to be before,
0: I think before you left you. So your progression in, in when we worked together, uh, you were what the CDI coordinator. I,
1: I started as a CDI coordinator when I took over the um, when the it,
0: uh, did, I got did it ever go to Colors, a manager position
1: An assistant director.
0: Right so you went from CDI coordinator to to assistant director. Assistant director. Uh,
1: I don't think I was ever manager no I was no. straight
0: to assistant director. Assistant yeah. director so then they the the role that you had had CDI and coding. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from there assistant director then you decided because I know I, sure. I I knew I knew when you took the assistant director role I I had I just observed that you again you always say you wanted more. I knew you wanted more. Right? And uh you know when you were given that position you are like I need more and so when you would <laughs> <laughs> i could sense it like oh don't leave savita but i, I you know me so well <laughs> i'm like don't leave savita but i know you want to be an h.i.m director bottom line and so if you gotta go you gotta go and so <clears throat> you went and you went and left and got this h.i.m director position so mm-hmm. continue from there
1: yeah so um i pretty much uh I, of course unfortunately there i didn't have um cdi it was um uh, primarily all of h.i.m coding and um so it was really, it was a good experience. It was a for, uh, for-profit for organization. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was, you know, the, the, the people were great. I noticed that there was a lot of uh, individuals there actually that, okay, so a lot of people followed me as, to my job. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I mentioned this. Right? No, right,
0: no, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I observed it have, too. So, what's that?
0: I observe when people are like, where are you going? Oh, yeah
1: So I had a few people follow me to all the organizations that I've been at, and they still do. I, I currently have about four or five people now where I'm working uh, that know. have followed me. They've worked for me at least, um, probably um, averaging three times wow. uh, right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so being a, di- a director, I felt like. I, I got to get my hands in a lot of things i i like to make you know i'm good at making decisions uh uh on the spot um and you I, were the
0: decision maker as the director yes yeah
1: yes yeah which is why i probably, I, I i liked it um and then when i moved on to another organization as the i moved on after um there was a few changes uh where what once i left where you and i were um it was just there were some changes there so i decided just to uh look for something else but you know a lot of my positions someone would tell me about it i didn't go looking for it yeah someone just told me it was there um and that's how uh i i, I never went searching for positions right did that make sense yeah. so um, uh, and i was felt it, like was it was from just, people that you maybe. used to
0: work with or yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah uh so once I applied it was it was great. You know, they got, they got the the other facility I took on as the HM director as well. I, I had CDI. Oh, I had coding. Mm-hmm. We hired um uh, some of the nurses from my previous position mm-hmm. called me up. They were in staff nurses and wanted to work So, so followed me to this organization. Mm-hmm. Um they did very well, CDI, many of them are still doing it now remotely for different organizations uh statewide. Um but uh, as the HM director, I just, I, I, it, was, it was nice to instill change. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and it's it just, it, I, I love to see all the employees kind of, what we did as a, at that last organization was I had a, uh, I, I, they know I like to promote from within. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of clerical staff decide to go take their CCA, yeah. the Certified Coding Associate, and they, we trained them. We mm. homegrown some of our coders, and they all have CCSs now. Nice. So that's one of the things I, I liked about it. We had a birth certificate clerk who'd been doing birth certificates for a very long time uh, just approached me, and I said, how about becoming a coder? She became a coder, got her CCS. She's a CDI now in Ohio. Oh,
0: wow. Amazing. Yeah,
1: mm. doing really well. Um, we had a, an admin assistant, uh, mm. one of my administrative assistants, she also um, followed me to another organization and decided to go Mindy. get her her okay. uh, her um uh, her coding mm-hmm. and fast I remember
0: delivery. I remember her process right I remember when she yeah. was studying for the test um which is interesting though because she went straight for her CCS correct yes but yeah this,
1: she did not take her, CCA. She yeah, passed her CCS so
0: that, that was and- the thing like it, this was back during the time when um like you didn't necessarily had to go to school, no, or go to an accredited a school to get the CCS. So what she did was she studied, and she got it. Now it's different. Mm-hmm. You have to get through your, like if if in order for you to get to your CCS now, you have to go through an accredited school, mm-hmm. and then versus a CCA, you could just study for it and go for it, and then yeah. that would be a stepping stone to the CCS.
1: Correct.
0: Yeah, that's what I remembered mm-hmm. her doing. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah. She's the one, I guess she was one of the last ones that was able to do that.
1: I think so. I think so. Now when I talk to individuals and try and mentor them, um, I, I pretty much guide them through the CCA mm-hmm. um, because some of our organizations, like I would hire someone with a CCA that uh, just to, to do the basic ancillary coding mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then give them a, a year or two to get their CCS yeah. Um, yeah. once hired. So, uh, and that's kind of like a foot in the door for everybody. To, you know, it's very difficult to hire um, an inpatient coder with a CCA. That's mm-hmm. very hard because you have to, especially if they had no um, inpatient coding, very difficult to do that. Yeah. You know? But it's possible that they could do CDI if CDI does the training yeah. for them. Yeah, a lot of these um, these programs do have uh, training because when you came on board, you, you went through the training. hmm <laughs> so without, I mean, you know, without that, it's, it's difficult, yeah. but we also, you have to have a mentor. You, uh, and that's the one thing is having a mentor to, to review your cases yeah. or a mentor just to guide you and support you. Yeah. Um, that's very important. Yeah. That was crazy.
0: Yeah, right. Let me ask this question, right? So you, you went to, uh, you, before you went, before you went to working as an HM director, The or, I know the organization that we used to work for was a nonprofit, and then yes. now you moved into uh, an organization that is for profit. Mm-hmm. I guess for the audience, what's the difference? I, did you observe any difference on how the department is run in a nonprofit environment versus a for-profit environment?
1: Well, the budget's done for you.
0: Oh, is it? <laughs> what in yeah. the in the for-profit uh,
1: corporate corporate does budget for you and, and kind of bases ba- based on what you um, with this particular for-profit did mm-hmm. it? Not mm-hmm. a lot of for-profits do it, and based on what you um on what you you did last year or this is what you're going to do this year they, they had some sort of formula they applied mm. to it but it wasn't something that i had to m- manually do myself no mm. uh, not at all um very you know there's things you have to look at productive time you had to look at um you and they manage productive time daily
0: mm. it's more um, nickel than diamond the for-profit side right yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it's it's very um it, you manage overtime. You have to make sure you're, you know, you have to justify that if it's needed. Um, looking at, I do remember when we did our uh, evaluations. So you would get a spreadsheet to say, okay, how do we make? You know, not everybody can get a three. Mm. Uh, you know, because you have to balance it out mm. uh, because there's a certain dollar amount you have attached to that you can you can say, okay, this is when I can actually say, Brian's getting a three. This person, this other person's getting a three, but somebody's getting a two point five. Mm-hmm. You know, so very different, Um, very, very different. Um, But it was, it was a good experience. It it was a good experience. Yeah.
0: So from, from being an HM director, where did you move on to next?
1: HM director to a (laughs) uh, uh, not-for-profit, not-for-profit organization. Mm Not-for-profit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But prior to the, the, uh, when I was at the for-profit, again, you, you know, I told you I wanted more. They brought me into uh, patient experience Mm -hmm. as well. Right. Um. And I dealt a lot with um, patient and guest relations that, you know, was an HCAPS team leader. Did a lot of that, um, you know, looking at the the scores that we got Mm -hmm. for patient experience. And then I was also the co-ethics and compliance officer.
0: Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code geek15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N, group.com slash shop and use our promo code geek, G-E-E-K-1-5, at checkout. Jeez, Did you, you asked for that.
1: I didn't say specifically what I wanted (laughs) (laughs) so maybe that's my mistake (laughs) but it helped it helped uh, like I say everything happens for a reason it prepped me for the next position Uh so um once I moved into the HIM into the for the not-for-profit organization after that um I I had met uh, the patient and guest relations I think the manager had left or something and and I want to say the CMO he had he had gone over to us, uh, to this organization. He was, he was at a, the for-profit too. Mm-hmm. And he knew of me and, and, um, and asked, you know, what, is this something that I would want to take over in addition to HIM? Wow. So I was the HIM director as well as a patient and guest relations uh, manager. So took that out and really learned a lot about um, uh, the, you know, these surveys, the yeah. patient surveys that go out and, and uh, press Ganey and, and just all of our different um, HCAP scores and communication and the noise level, mm-hmm. it was it was it was a great experience. And dealing with the, the the patient complaints, it's not even complaints. Maybe we want to call them opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Um, really instill a lot of um, just different things you can change in an organization. If
0: you so you only had at that time um, your credentials, your RHA, ccs I had my RHA-
1: Oh, I, I I I actually just started my um when I started that organization, mm-hmm. I just started my masters
0: in health informatics. Mm-hmm. Oh, informatics. And
1: yes, and within a year, I had started it in um. once when I le- when I left Memorial, I started right away. Uh, it was a very good uh, person who was working. I don't know if you remember him, Ed Coon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was IT. Yeah, really nice fellow. He actually came to me and said. Um, uh, right before I left, I was telling my husband about it just uh, a couple of days ago. Mm. He, he told me if I wanted to become an HR director and be further uh, in the organization, he, he talked about EMRs. He talked about um, go get he told me to go get my my, my master's in health informatics. Yeah, he said if I wanted to, especially that I liked CDI. He said a lot of that was um, what that would help. And that's what I did. I listened to what he said and, and just did it.
0: He was so. the guy that did, that, that did our cows. Yes, <laughs> the guy that yes. came in is a like, here's our cow, yes. and then I yes. think remember the the issues we had with the connectivity between floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He was always working, and really, really great guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So you're taking on, I guess. So for for people that are listening, because that's the, that's the reason why I asked is like you had your you had your HIM. Credentials mm-hmm. or AHIMA mm-hmm. credentials, right? And so you're expanding into different areas in the healthcare, I guess, uh, organization. So mm-hmm. it, it goes to show. I'm just gonna say it. It goes to show that you know, because people tend to devalue, you know, are the AHIMA credentials like RHIA, CCS, whatever it be. Like uh, you're, you're stuck in the HIM side. You're stuck in a coding role, but the way you're you're talking about it now, you can roll into. Like you say, um, ethics, you can mm-hmm. get into patient satisfaction. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess my next question would be the stuff that you learned up until this point in HIM, how did you, because, like, you know, if, if, if it was thrown at me, like, okay, Brian, you're going to do patient satisfaction. Uh, okay, Brian, you're going to deal with uh, ethics. I would have no clue. I would go run into my office, like I discussed yeah. before, grab a book or do some research and kind of hide out. That's
1: exactly what I did. That's, what you- <laughs> yeah. that's exactly. No, that's exactly what I did. I did yeah. research. Um, I was fortunate when I did the co-ethics and compliance in the for-profit, they they sent me to to training.
0: Oh, okay. They provided um, you the so training. They
1: provided mm-hmm. the training. Yes. Um, with the Hcaps, I just decided to do training on my own and there's tons of research mm-hmm. uh, you can you can look up tons of websites uh, um, and, and I think I just kind of started networking and talking to mm-hmm. other organizations. Yeah, That's a one thing I think uh, you know if you're listening to this, always remember to network mm-hmm. um, you know uh, because you're not always going to do it right you know the, the right way in your organization as a leader and I, I really think, uh, I'd like to hear what other people are doing and share what I'm doing too. If they, Because mm-hmm. I, I really get a lot of great ideas from other leaders or, or people that I talk to that are um, just, you know, it, it's just a, it, I, I see it as just very fruitful.
0: Yeah, me. you're expanding out. That's the key. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not in this little bubble of, of HIM. You know? Right. And so that's, that's right. the one thing that I noticed. I'm like, oh, she's branching out. You know, so,
1: yeah, but you can too. <laughs> the thing is is no one came to me and said, Sabita, I want to give you this, but it's because I went to my CFO. Mm. I went to to my executive director, and I said, "You know, I really want more than than this, this." Mm. So I did I, let, let me back up once. you're probably going to find this very um, really informational sure. When I was interviewing for the one of the positions as HM Director, I had to interview with the CFO interview with the ceo mm-hmm. coo all of the um ethics and compliance i, I pretty much had about 10 interviews um, wow
0: just for the hm the director C- right mm-hmm. wow
1: yeah and the ceo said to me what do you um what do you want to do uh, uh, do you want to be an hm director um all the time or for the rest of your life or what do you want to be in five or ten years mm-hmm. and i said well i want to be a coo mm-hmm. Uh, uh, chief operating officer of a, a, a facility. And he said, well, I haven't seen a, a, an H.I.M. director be a, uh, right. a COO. And I said, well, you haven't met Sabita.
0: <laughs> that was a be the answer, gosh.
1: <laughs> but having said that, I do look at other organizations and, and like I told you, I network and there are, I, I saw at least two RHA CCSs mm-hmm.
0: that are CEOs. Nice. It's a possibility. Yeah. It's
1: it's yeah. it's there
0: as long as you. Yeah. I guess have the mentality to do it or the drive to do yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Or let someone know, you know, in in, in your organization that you know, I'm, I'm I'm interested in more than just this. Give me a chance and I can and let me just prove myself and and you know. But you have to do the research. You can't just expect it to. Yeah. To just you can't just walk in like room.
0: I did in CDI. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't translate well as a C, as a, as a. Well, we had
1: conversations, Brian, didn't we?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So what are you doing now?
1: Well, right now I'm working at home as a director of coding. Mm -hmm. So I oversee all of inpatient, outpatient, ER, um, ancillary, oncology. I also, uh, I had done this at at the previous organization, I forgot to mention to you, uh, physician coding. Mm. Never done that before in my life and uh, surgical physician surgery coding. A little different, Um, you know, you're mainly with modifiers and, um, but so I'm also overseeing that now, as well as auditing.
0: Um,
1: I do all of the, I oversee the auditing department for uh, inpatient and outpatient um, so, so just you, like you, they're always asking me how are you? How do you do it, Savita? <laughs> how do you do so many things? And I think I, I and I, it's funny. I was telling somebody today. I I don't. They're always telling me I'm more uh, organized. If you could see my desk now, you would probably not think that I'm organized. <laughs> but in my brain, I'm organized. Organized you know? chaos. Yes, mm. yes. But I I multitask mm. like like crazy. I mm. can remember things and write myself notes and and I keep um, journals and to do lists and but I I created this format for my own that I saw it's called it's a work plan I just sort of created Mm -hmm. and I use that format on everything Mm -hmm. Um, I use that format in um, uh, you know just projects uh to if i have to meet with an employee and i know that i'm going to be counseling that employee mm-hmm. multiple times mm-hmm. i track it on there and get and share it with the employee mm-hmm. you know so uh, they see um what's transitioned in the last two three four five months um but that that has been very helpful for me to keep myself organized um wow. yeah
0: yeah so uh let me ask these, let me ask two questions. Then we'll get to the last two questions. First off, okay. first off, I know I, I mentioned this before in our last conversation. Why haven't you started a business yet?
1: You know, if I had a dollar for everybody to ask me that, <laughs> Carolyn asked me that all the time. Did she? Yes. And um, multiple people ask me
0: that. And I don't know. I think it's, i'm afraid of the unknown but but you know? your but your husband he he runs his own business right he has his own business okay yeah so why aren't you creating your own business
1: i i think i worry about am i going to be successful you know you just fear of the unknown um insurance you know all the benefits and and it's 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 just seems so uh overwhelming to me really i, I feel yeah but but you know, I, I think if I, I, I did think about that a couple, maybe about four or five years ago. Did you? And I I did I, I did some uh, some meetings about it and almost did it and then I decided just to take this position. Um <laughs> I think it was the easy way out. But...
0: <laughs> Come on, Sabita. Because I remember I remember when No, me... I, I,
1: I, I, I it is something to think about though. It is something to think about because I have multiple people asking me that.
0: I remember when we used to work together. I remember we, we just, just you know, just, just you know, when we talked at lunch or breakfast or whatever, we would talk about like, oh, if we had our own company, we would do this, yeah. we would do that, yes. you know, we would do this, and yes. so that kind of stuck in my head. I'm like, why haven't you started your own business yet? So the, the reason why I ask is a lot of people that I that I that I interview, I kind of,
1: yeah,
0: I kind of plant the seed in there.
1: Yeah, uh, so Now for- you are planning to see the <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm making it public too. <laughs> you are <planning laughs> to a couple of hundred people that are going to listen to this, like well, Bita. Yeah. What's going on here? I'm going to follow <laughs> up. So, uh, you know, they're why can't you? You have the same footprint You have the same footprint, right? So, yes. you, you did it yes. with, with when you took on different things of unknown, right? You yes, did your that's own true. research, okay, that's true. and you have your husband she, he has his own business so can't you just here's, so let me let me give you an example right let me give you an example case example right so my so before me the the the, the podcast episode before me before last week's episode i did an episode with um, with a person named Stacy Tortorica not Stacy Buck Stacy Tortorica right so her story is is that she actually when Because she, she's a CEO now of her own company, mm. but she did not create the company. She took over a company because her, her partner, her husband, was the CEO at the time. And mm-hmm. the company that is called Stocking Horse, by the way, in Spring Hill, Florida. And it was an accounting, I guess, company. So mm-hmm. when she came in, the husband said, well... I mean, most of the business is coding. Why can't you just take over? So she took over. She partnered into it, and then she took over that LLC. Wow. And so now she's the CEO of her wow. own company. Uh, she has a lot of business because, hello, your network. You said network, right? Yeah, yeah. So you had yeah. your own network, people asking. I mean, p- people asking. Those people know people. Those people know people. And then yes, that you, is have, true. you have the clientele. Yeah. So I'm like why why hasn't Sabita started her business yet? I'm waiting. I've been waiting like, you know, like not that I'm going to join, but I want to see it. Like, you know, because yeah. you, you're talking about like you want to make your own decisions, right? And I've mm-hmm. been wanting to have this talk with you Sabita for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, so, you know, you used to train me and I'm going to tell you. Look. Uh so, you know, you you've you've done, you've done everything. I'm like, look, all you need to just start the business and people will just kind of like, you know, accept into it and just going to run. So the fear of the unknown, I mean, you've, you've done all that. You've done it with yes. coding, CDI, you've done it with HIM, you've done it with, with the other administrative roles and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, physician billing, I'm sorry, physician coding, ENM, all of that. What did you do? You researched. Well, I'm sure yeah. when you create your own business, you're going to do some more research. Plus, you have your husband who has his own business, so you could tie it in together and kind of ask him, hello? Hello? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm listening, Brian. I'm listening. Okay. I'm, I'm taking it all in. <laughs> See, now I'm
0: lecturing you. You used to lecture yeah, me.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, you're, it's a great point. Uh, it's a great point. And I think it's a it's a good it's 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 a good thing to think of. It's 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 something to think about. Yeah. It's something to think yeah.
0: about. The next question i have is do you still have aspirations to because you said the in the interview you wanted to become a coo is that Mm -hmm. still on the table
1: it's still my aspiration yeah 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 um and i think it, it it i i really enjoy uh again in the organization piece of it but now it's a little different right um i work from home mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm really blessed to have had that opportunity during this pandemic
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be at home and and never thought i'd, I'd like it working from home really? Yeah. I, I really did not um because i'm I've, I was, I've always been in the organization i've always been talking to people i have a bubbly personality so i like I like to, you know, you like, I, I see you all the time and right now, and you're laughing all the time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I like that, yeah. you know, I, I like having conversations and, and, um, but I, I still do that now, yeah. you know, via zoom and, mm-hmm. and you, the perception was different, yeah. you know, but I really enjoy it. I said during the pandemic and my children being home, yeah. um I, I've, I've really enjoyed um building the team as well. And there's a wonderful group of people where I work and it's, there's just they've always been really really um receptive to change good um, you know bringing in my ideas and suggestions and structure and very very uh, receptive nice. i have to say
0: very yeah. nice. so i am going to wrap up this episode sabita thank you for being on the podcast let's go with the last two questions uh that i usually wrap up with uh, first question is: What does the future hold for you? I think I already answered it for you. Yeah, right. Yes, <laughs> but, <did. laughs> what, what, but what does the future hold for you? Well, you don't know. You don't
1: know what, what's going to happen. Um, you know, things could change. Uh, uh, but I think uh, I've I've made it known, especially where I work. That I, I I'm more than happy to do different things, and and always like I I always volunteered to do things. Mm. So so keep that in mind. Yeah, that's um, right. Mm-hmm. With, you always want to – like, you know, somebody could leave an organization or somebody could, um, you know, be out for a little while. Always volunteer to say, you know what, I can help assist with that and, and do the best that you can with it at the time because you just never know when a door can open. Okay. You, you, you don't know.
0: Right. And then the last question is uh, what best words of advice could you give to our audience?
1: So I, for me, I feel like never, never give up um, and always – i know typically people say you know dream big um but i I think know what you want and 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 nothing's impossible uh and i i I think it's that it just feels like that's typically what you hear from everybody Mm -hmm. it's it's not impossible but you know it's funny and the reason i'm saying that is because i hear you say i told you and i forgot about this (laughs) that i want to be a director Mm -hmm. totally forgot about that Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting here thinking oh wow I, I did it, you know, uh, because now I could be thinking if I wanted to be a COO or even a CEO, that's impossible, but not necessarily, mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. anything's possible. So just be passionate about what you do. I'm very, I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I do. And, and I think, you know, just be engaged, be engaged, uh, as, as I, I love engaging with the employees and, and just having conversations, mm-hmm. um, this week I had to call a few employees just to let them know, oh, by the way, you're getting a raise. So when they saw me calling, <laughs> they're like, oh my God, why is Sabita calling me? Am I in trouble? Or
0: <laughs> that's usually the that's usually the response back when we used to work together, when the, you would call somebody, what yes. would they ask? Am I in trouble, Sabita? Am I in
1: trouble? <laughs> <laughs> but, and always to me, the, the last thing I want to say is um, help others, help others to move up. I think I mentioned a few people that came under our, my wing and, and, and moved up. And, and even like, um, I've helped uh, multiple people become leaders. Mm. Um, and uh, they were uh, clerical staff at the time that I met them, that like, I'm giving them opportunities and they went to school and they, you know, interviewed them to become leaders and they, they're doing phenomenal. So help, you know, just help others as well. And, and that's what I like, that's to me, that's gonna be my legacy.
0: So there you have it. That completes this episode with Sabita Ramirez. Sabita, thank you for being on the podcast. It was an honor to have you on as a guest. Please check her out on LinkedIn. I believe she is also hiring more positions in her department. So please check out her LinkedIn profile. Reach out to her if you're interested in that position. Of course, let her know that I referred you. And I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. I know I mentioned this in the vlogs, but the Not Also Classified podcast has been listed as one of the podcasts in the top 15 medical billing and coding podcasts according to Feedspot. And also our podcast is also on the top 60 healthcare industry and news. So as I mentioned in the vlog, this is great because this shows that medical billing and coding is important and we're creating conversations. And my goal out of all of this is to push our industry mainstream. So that is the goal. So again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Thank you guys for supporting our industry. MedicalCodingGeek.com